0: Hey everyone, welcome to Wake Dad, Drink Repeat, the podcast that defines today's dad. I'm Anthony
1: Palmer. And I'm Michael Smith, Palmer buddy. How are you? Good, man. Enjoying this
0: rainy fall Saturday morning we got going.
1: I hear you. Are you ready? I have a very deep question to ask you.
0: Lay it on me, buddy.
1: If you're waiting for a waiter at a restaurant, aren't you the waiter? You know, that
0: is some deep shit. But the real question, <laughs> I think, there is what the hell is a restaurant and what do you do at it?
1: No idea. No, that's, that's, that was my follow up question, but you beat me to the punch.
0: <laughs> oh, I like it. I like it. Um, well, guys, this week on the, on the pod, we were joined by Jeffrey DeLejandro. Jeffrey is a uh, Knoxville based chef and dad. He's the owner of uh, Oli B and Henhawk. And um, really great conversation with him that revolved a lot Fun around
1: what did you say? I said fun as hell.
0: (laughs) A really great conversation that revolved around his life as a chef and a dad during the pandemic as a restaurant owner. um, Leading by example and really just what his kids have been witness to of the struggles of his professional life during all of this. Um, Just a, a great conversation with
1: him. Amazing conversation. We laughed our asses off in this conversation.
0: We did laugh um, a lot. And,
1: <laughs> yeah, we indeed we did. Uh, the one of the coolest things is thinking about. The layup that him and his family live, him, they live above their restaurant downtown, downtown Knoxville. So yeah. it's very through and through. Every single thing that his family is, he lives and breathes his restaurant, man. And at night, his kids come down the stairs to kiss him goodnight. Um, it's that intimate of um of what they live. It's it's an incredible conversation, man. It's cool. I agree with you, buddy. Um, hey guys,
0: as always, like we ask for you all to uh, give us a five star rating on Apple Podcasts, but uh, mixing it up a little bit, if you would be so kind to write a review um, and then shoot us either a DM or an email and let us know that you did, uh, and the best way in which we could get a little bit of Wake dead Drink Repeat swag mailed over to you, we would be happy to do so. Um, and as always, please be sure to share this week's episode with a fellow dad.
1: Free swag. I love it. Right. Um, also, in addition, guys, um, we are an independently run podcast. If you like what you're hearing and you would like to support the show, consider supporting one of our affiliate partners that we're going to talk about here in just a few minutes. Um, and you can see a full list of our affiliates at our website at wakedaddrinkrepeat.com And when we get back, guys, our interview with Jeffrey De 100 Squarespace. Love it. Can we talk about Squarespace? Let's do it, man. All right. Well, if you are considering a website for business, e-commerce, professional practice, team, blog, podcast, whatever it may be, check out Squarespace.
0: Dude, we get so many compliments on our website from the layout to how easy it is to find stuff on it. I love that we use Squarespace.
1: No joke. They make not website people, website people. Yeah,
0: it's exactly right.
1: They really do, man. Um, One, they have award-winning templates. They have amazing customer service. I've had to ping them a handful of times just for technical help, and it's very easy. It's just that I didn't know where a button was. (laughs) Um, Like, Legitimately, they are all-in-one website solution if you're looking from a simple landing page to robust e-commerce platform. They're absolutely worth checking out. Please do. And for our listeners, you guys can save 10% off of your first subscription of a website or domain by using code PARTNER10. That's all, capitaliza- all capitalization, no spaces, a PARTNER10. Head to uh, wakedaddrinkrepeat.com. Click on our affiliate link or on this week's um, show notes.
0: Get you a website. Who knows? Maybe you want to build a website about being a dad stuck in quarantine and then you can make a podcast about it. I don't know. Just a thought.
1: Thank you, Squarespace. (laughs) Let's talk about honey. I love Love honey. Love it. Honey helps me find the internet's best discount codes while I'm shopping. Everybody shops online and it makes sure that nobody overpays. And as the house spouse, you know, we all do a ton of online shopping, my friend.
0: I bet you buy a lot of bread mix online. I just get that kind of like pre-made <laughs> bread mix vibe from me.
1: That's who you pin me for?
0: <laughs> Dude, I can't even begin to tell you how much money I've saved since I started using Honey. Like literally just the other day I was ordering some really great shirts and pants from Piranha and I saved like 15 bucks when I was checking out. It was fantastic.
1: It's incredible, man. And it's all automatic. It it all pops up. Um, I have them on. I've installed it on all my computers, on all of our phones. It's it's incredible. Just the other day, I was telling you that I actually got a $10 gift card for using honey. Uh, They have a program for honey gold. And whenever you get a thousand honey points, you get free gift cards on top of the savings. Um, It's bananas, dude.
0: Yeah. I didn't even know about that. And now my goal is to get more honey gold gift cards than you.
1: But good, good luck, anyways. my friend. What you get to do is you get to shop like normal, um, and whenever you're ready to check out, Honey will instantly find and apply the Internet's best codes directly to your shopping cart, and it's 100% free. Yeah.
0: So head on over to our episode show notes. You can find that link in our description. Uh, and then click on the link for Honey and literally start saving today. It's that easy. Sounds sweet. Like Honey. <laughs> All right, everyone. Well, we are joined Today, actually, we are joining today Mr. Jeffrey Delahandro at his beautiful Ollie B restaurant in downtown Knoxville. Jeff, thanks for joining us on the podcast. Thank
2: you, man. welcome to the house.
0: It is, yeah! uh, it's weird. This is like the first podcast recorded in person somewhere.
1: In person, how great is this, man? Since it feels January. like we're back.
0: Yeah, yeah, Since January. If
1: I if I but, lean far enough into this Skype call, I feel like I'm there.
2: Oh, you are here. Oh, we miss oh you. thank you, sir.
1: Thank we you, sir. You, I feel only slightly but, left out, but I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad portions of uh, Wake Dad, Drink, Drinker Pete uh, gets to be back in person for some interviews. music. Kind of feels <laughs> normal for us.
0: We're we're all gonna either leave here with the heavy or the COVID. I don't yeah. know which. And you know,
1: <laughs> we'll just move on. It doesn't matter. It, it doesn't, doesn't matter. matter at this There's point. 2020 this point. doesn't <laughs> fucking matter. <laughs> Godspeed to you, gentlemen. Godspeed. <laughs> all
0: right. Well, Jeff is a dad to three um, and is the owner of a restaurant, Ollie B, and a butcher shop, Hemhock, here in Knoxville, Tennessee. And Jeff, we do two things on the show religiously. And one is we always talk about what we're drinking. And the second is we define today's dad. So we're going to start with what are we drinking on? So, I will let you take us away here.
2: Which one? Which one? You can do Um, both of them. We've had two. I think, uh, well, one, first and foremost, Matt at Pretentious. Yeah? I mean, awesome guy. Um, A blessing for Knoxville. Mm -hmm. One of my really good friends. He might be a little grabby or touchy, but we all love him. (laughs) I've never touched his butt, but... There was that one night. I have. I have, see. On a podcast. Yeah. On a podcast, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Uh,
2: But, man, he's got an awesome team. Uh, Will and Alex do some great shit there. Um, I'm having the Crispy Boy. That's one of my favorites. Yep. Um, PDA is another fun one. They have these, like, Will does these cool drawings to all of it, and it's all, like, really tongue and mouth. It's pretty funny. But, I mean, it's one of my favorite beers, the Crispy Boys. You could drink it slow, or you could pour it and drink it through your nose and stuff. It That's doesn't good. matter. But those are the
0: kind of beers I typically try to find—the <laughs> ones you can drink through other holes in your body than yeah. your mouth. Yeah,
2: <laughs> we're in Knoxville, so beer chugging's a big thing, you know. Uh, I gauge butt based on butt butt chugging.
1: Chugging. nasal compatibility. That's a big yeah, component yeah. to how I drink beer.
2: And and as Matt says, like which beer, which one's closest? So yeah, um, I really savor beer, as That's you can good. tell. It's good.
0: Yeah, I texted uh, I texted Matthew before. Uh, we, before tonight, before coming down to record, and I was like, hey, what's just favorite beer at Pretentious? I'm going to grab a couple for us to drink on. He was like, whatever's closest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, that's He's always like, here, traces." And I'm like,
2: oh, yeah, that's great. Is,
1: that's great. It would go good with a sandwich. So.
0: <laughs> that's nice. So, Palm,
1: buddy. Palm, what are you drinking, buddy?
0: I'm running the same thing. I'm, I'm on the Pretentious. I'm drinking the Notorious PIG right now, and I had a Glass <laughs> Bowls. A little bit earlier, so uh um, is good. is good. Dori's P.I.G. is good too. Yeah. I'm, I'm the name I like a lot.
1: Yeah.
2: So that's cool. Dead so, so Dead Jeffrey, pig. what
1: what kind of beer is your beer?
2: Uh mine was just like a light crispy kind of situation. Um I'm not beers is what they were. Yeah, like. you, I'm not
1: sure. You don't want to mis say. All right, understood. Yeah.
2: Yeah. PDA and Crispy Boy is both right. of the beer's names.
1: Very cool. Yeah, Very I cool. have no clue on mine. What about you, buddy? What are you doing? I knew this was going to be such a Knoxville downtown love session that yes. I had to come bearing as much of an arsenal that I have. So I am <laughs> strictly drinking postmodern spirits, Jennifer's gin with a lime wedge, just a tall glass oh. of it to try to express that I'm kind of there with you guys.
0: Yeah. Well, we appreciate your... You, you tried, buddy. Yeah, you're see. trying. I, I
1: tried. <laughs> I tried. Like, if, if if you were more prepared, Palmer, you would have sent me beer and an entire oh, meal, so I could have eaten it on, with you on. guys.
2: Yeah, slow clap Hi. on that one, dude. Got a butcher shop, we could have just sent yeah, them, like, yeah. Thanks sir steak you know. on his own. See, thanks. Next time, right? Next time. Next yeah. time we
0: interview Jeffrey, we'll yeah. do it. Yeah. Yeah. All right, assholes. So cheers across <laughs> two cheers. state lines. Cheers, cheers,
1: buddy. Indeed. Looking forward to some conversations.
0: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, Jeffrey, so we'll we'll rip the band-aid and get through the hard part here first. Oh no. <laughs> what is your <clears throat> definition of a today's dad?
2: Wow. Uh man, I, and that's a that's a tough one. I'm sure everybody answers that pretty easy and quick. Um <laughs> Man, I, I was just thinking about um the dad I want to be a couple days ago. My son's at this weird age where he's like. You Know a boy, but wants to be a man. He wants to, you know, hit home runs like George Springer at the same time. He wants to like jump in bed with me and mom in the middle of the night. So, um, and and the my childhood not having a steady, steady spot like like dad wise, uh, it's um been like one of these things that hit me in the face this last week. Yeah. And it's funny that we're sitting talking about being a dad. So, um, man, with everything in the world today, with God, my my kid already talking about wants a cell phone. I'm like, what the fuck? (laughs) Like, no? Like, uh, I had a pager when I was 17, like, sending (laughs) sending 143 to girls? Like, I don't... um, But, like, with all the, like, TV, social media, and news, all this, like, super hyper... uh, I guess our kids are just pushed in front of their face all day. The biggest one for me is... Uh, being a dad in this time is trying to set the best example and you know I, I especially right now with my son and I see it with my youngest and my middle but man even times I don't know he's watching he's watching me and yep. he is like acting me out even the, th- the bad things I do from like talking trash or um, you know just anything and it's just hit me and my wife has said it to me before and you know like it's like yeah 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 but I mean, it's just been the biggest one of like trying to set the best example. I want my son to be as a person, a man. Um, So making sure that, you know, I want to give him the right example, not from social media or TV or all this influence they have right now. And I think uh, being involved in their life constantly and being trying to lead that good example it's probably the biggest things that dad right now could be being a good dad is about. Um, you know, I, I try to every day, some example to my son to be like, look, this is a hard decision. It was the right one. Um, let's make sure this is how we approach it. Um, it's, it's been my new thing with him the last couple, um, couple days. And, uh, there's a, a big business thing. I long story short, um, This person messed up this order. I could have easily, and he heard the whole conversation and and what was going on, I could have easily just said, hey, you know what, I'm sorry I can't make this right. It would have been really easy. It was a Saturday, my last day of work. Like, I just want to take, I've worked an 18 hour day. Yeah. But I got up, put my boots on, and ran downstairs, fixed this order, um, and did the right thing, and just showed him like, look, yeah, it sucked. Did I have to go down and take an hour away from you? And it could have been easily just to sort of been like, whatever, they got their stuff. But I fixed it myself, got my team to help me out. And now I feel good and I can go to bed with like a clear head and I'm ready to go. And it's like those examples are really important in the kid's life right now. And I think the biggest part of being a good dad. So
0: No, I think that's a great answer. It really is. it's, It's so much more. It's a great... It's a great definition, especially for where we are today, because I feel like we're we are around our kids and our kids are around us so much fucking more than yeah, yeah. usual. Yeah. Right? So yeah. they're seeing everything. They're seeing everything. They're getting such an insight into yeah. our yeah. world, into our lives. And I think they we we've talked about it before on the show, like that idea of them needing to be able to see us fail. See us fail, see us succeed, see every and then all the emotions that are attached yeah. within that. And yeah. now like something can fuck up. It's going to kill an hour out of your Saturday that you should have been with your kids or whatever. And like, you could let that derail you for the rest of the weekend or it can be like, I just got to deal with this. And then I'm going to put that in this box and then I'm going to be back here doing stuff that I need to be doing. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Jeffrey, we, um, uh, one awesome definition. I think it's, we, we interviewed Larson J. Um, Knoxville, um, commissioner. Am I right? Did I get that yeah, right? county commissioner. Yeah, yeah. county commissioner. But um, a handful of uh, weeks ago, and he's, he, he broke up kind of parenting in three different chapters, right? Um, zero to five, you're really just like, let's be honest, we're trying not to kill them. Um, yeah, five no, five sure. to ten, <laughs> we're, we're letting – we're teaching them as much as we can um, fundamentally and actually personality traits. And then really you're, you're 10, 10 to 15. like So you get – three legs of being a parent and then by 15, they don't want to talk to you in the first place. So, so like you are on kind of the third leg of them becoming their own and them becoming, um, and then you more or less starting to see the fruits of your labor in the past coming out inside of them. Right. For sure. Um, and then it's, it's probably that age of a 10 year old is probably like the first point of like a true reflection of, all right, my son's there yeah okay yeah <laughs> all yeah. right like, I've, oh, I've, shit, I've either no, yeah i've coming. either done pat on the back stuff or like a damn um i yeah, got some work yeah. to do um, or <laughs> for, sure, for
2: sure and i i think being the oldest in a group for me for three is like man my i'm an example to my son and like i could like he wants to do everything i do even the bad which is scary but as like my two youngest look up to him like he looks up to me
1: yeah, yep. and
2: so it's like for me, I'm like, the I'm action. like, oh shit! Like, it's hit yep. me in the face this last couple of weeks, and I'm, I'm so weird how things play into place to talk to you guys about it. But it do was you think been something heavy on me the last couple of weeks.
1: Do you think it's age appropriate, or do you think it's COVID driven because of the day to day and the the amount of time it's been dragging on?
2: I think um, age, but like a sixty forty that like my. You know, you talk about, you you were talking about how to handle emotions, and they see everything, good or bad, and, like, I mean, let's be honest, this restaurant shit's been a fucking nightmare. Yeah. And, like, my kids and my wife have seen me at my lowest from, like, you know, mental breakdown of, like, I can't make this fucking happen. Like, we just moved, we have this money, like, all this, like, I'm trying to juggle this, but still be there for my family in this pandemic time of, like, they're scared, they're freaked out, they don't want me, or, like... So I think they've they've seen me, like literally my lowest, where I'm like, I don't know what to do. And me trying to come out of this um, to be like, look, we can make it happen. We just got to work fucking hard and put your head down and do the right thing and make sure you, you know, are definitely trying to be like a good person through this and yeah. like, we'll get through this. Um, so saying that, yeah, I think he's seen a lot more like usually it's like, hi, dad, I love you. Oh, everything's cool. Yeah, the restaurant's yeah. great. Yeah, now, yeah it's yeah. like. It was another freaking rough day, and my son's heard all this, you know, mass crap that, like, people have been mad about coming to the restaurant or all the drama. Like, so, on t- I think both, but... Um,
1: it's a little more raw and It's magnified now.
2: now, right? Yeah. It's, like, yeah. super magnified because, as a parent, you can't, like... You don't get a couple days to just be like, you know what? I don't home Yeah. We're going to go out now. It's like you're yeah. with them every 24-7. Like, you don't have that, like, separate time.
0: It's a weird balance and... So Mike's kids are—I I don't know why I ask you this as a question every time <laughs> I talk about your kids' age. Are three and five, well, two? And well, five.
1: older than older than last time. Uh, two and five. Two and five.
0: So I, I mean, I know this, I just don't know this. And then I've got a you know two and a nine-year-old. And I think for for your Oliver and and my Anderson, like it's a weird—you want to preserve their innocence, you want to yeah. let them be kids, but. I I equate it to um, almost that, like, World War II mentality of, like, they're going to grow up because of this. Yeah. Because they're old enough to get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're going to grow up with this kind of being their thing. Huge fucking milestone. Right. Yeah. You know, and and there's so much, like.
1: I hope. I hope this isn't swept. I I hope there's not more astronomical shit to where this is, like, a small thing.
0: True, but, but I, I guess the point I'm making with that is like they're having to, like I said earlier, they're having to be a, around more conversations than they normally would. And correct. While we want to protect them from that, there's also this idea of like, you know what, this is the reality. Like, yeah, yeah. Yep. Dad's a chef. Yeah,
2: yeah. I own a restaurant. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like, this has been really hard. Yeah. Yeah. On this front. Yeah. You know, like, and there's going to be some days where I'm going to come home and I'm just going to be, yeah. Spent. Yeah. 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 You know? And I'm going to do my best, but like this is this is a challenge. For, yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. Jeffrey, what, out. what are, what you said in, uh, your, your notes, um, pre notes for this, that you, you just working on digging out of that hole. How's it going, man? Like how's, how's your, how's your digging out of the whole journey and, um, how, how are you sitting today?
2: I mean, it, it's good. It's, it's, um, It definitely has been one hell of a six months, you know, like from emotional high of finally moving Ollie B, this brand that I've developed for five years and busted my ass. And and I could honestly say like I pride myself in working harder than any other chef in Knoxville. Not to say I, I'm just saying I work my ass off. Like I wake up, I I wake up at 3am and go to work. Some nights I don't go home till, 10 or 11 o'clock after a catering gig. So like I worked my butt off and then to get here and finally after this nightmare of like two years, three years of owning a building and finally getting it done, we have one solid month had the best numbers that we ever did that last weekend. And I even, I a horrible comment. Like I was like, you know, maybe breakfast won't be affected by COVID. And then that next week was when everything shut down. And I, so like I had that like, Oh, new business, big leap of faith in like the brand and what I do and my team. And then, you know, all this COVID stuff and like has been, you know, almost the death of restaurants. I feel like yeah, it's, it, sure. it's on the edge for restaurants. Still, we're still in this like journey yeah, yeah, yeah. and like, you're still I don't, teetering. I, I don't know. Somebody asked me from um, Southern living uh, two weeks ago, I did an interview and they were like, do restaurants come out of this? And I told them, I don't know. Like, <laughs> yeah. and I'm in the middle of it. I'm not quitting. I'm pushing forward. I'm trying everything I can and super tight ship. And, um, so I, I'm fighting my way out. I'm not giving up. Um, Ollie B's doing okay. The butcher shop's just open. I mean, I opened up a business in a pandemic yeah. because I sort of had to with money already invested and, um, just where I was at. So saying that, um, I'm okay. I'm, I think, Going back to family, like, I'm lucky I have a very supportive team. I have My wife is amazing. Um, My kids have been understanding and open arms to me, and that keeps me going. Um, And I think, like, now I've seen a bigger picture. Like, hey, you know, I'm going to push and push and work as hard as I can. Hey, if it doesn't work, it sucks. But I'm going to put my head down and work my ass off. But I always have my
0: family so like well it's because you know and you've always i mean you and i haven't known each other for forever but we've known each other long enough like it, and you you wear that on your like sleeve, your shirt sleeves like yeah. how much of a family person you are yeah like, and it's in it's in your names right yeah, so, yeah. i, I mean, mean ollie b you're is named after your two oldest yeah, yeah, yeah. oliver and beatrice right yeah and then you have henhawk, yeah named it's after your henry, oldest henry. Yeah. um or in, in in honor of i guess yeah, yeah. um
2: Now my wife's left out. Yeah, well, but she gets you. (laughs) Sorry, yeah, (laughs) this sexy two hundred and eighty pound beast is gonna be with you tonight. So if I I if I sum
1: up like the you Jeffrey, you are like front line line zero for boots on the ground world of COVID. Palmer Michelle, your wife is ground zero. ER pedi- pediatric physician, um, like you guys are, you guys are in the two most intense sectors that are being affected. Of the most
0: affected, probably, yeah. Sure. yeah. Correct, yeah.
1: correct, and and Palmer you, Michelle is on a workload. Not a stability concept, not a volatility concept maybe not not removing the health. the health is very much there. Um Jeffrey, your survivability and livability of your craft is in question from what you just said, is this the death of restaurants, right? It can go that yeah. catastrophic yeah. yeah I mean, it's really the i'm i, I everybody's waiting with i' mean it, holding their breath to see how how it shakes out and honestly, I it's your work ethic that's going to get you through it, or or rewriting your equation of if it's right. half butcher shop, if, if it's delivery, if it's certain partnerships, if it's certain catering gigs, like it's going to be that amalgamation of stacking whatever your local equation is to make you <laughs> successful. Um, True, that's really what it's going to be for a lot of people because there there will be a lot of a lot of casualties on the restaurant front by the end of this. There just has to be by. By nature, yeah. Um, unless sure. the government comes in and hands out benjamins to everybody,
0: yeah, yeah, they do that. Typically, the there.
1: like a lot, do. a lot of like a lot, and, a lot, and then yeah, a lot more, uh, and then a lot, lot more,
0: uh, So,
1: or, sh- or straight up rent forgiveness or something. Some, some yeah. massive, massive leeway yeah. to, to keep it keep it floating.
0: For sure. Talk talk a little to us about. So we're we're sitting here in Beach and I mean this is. It's your restaurant, but it's your home. Yeah. Like, talk a little bit about that element of having your family in your work. I mean, it's very, it's cool because it's very old school. It's very yeah. traditional.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, my wife and I were at this point. Gosh, three years ago we bought this building, and Ollie B was like at its second year. Where, you know, uh, I didn't. I wanted shit, I got out of nighttime game to get into morning time to be able to have dinner with my family. Like it was really important to be able to, I think dinner is a huge, important part of like a family. And let's put a pin in that and come back to that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, so I made the jump and like, I'm good at what I do. I work hard. I'm a student of food. Like, I love it. I'm crazy about it. And like, Still, through all the shit, like I get jacked up and my nipples get hard. And like I come that up. Happens to other people. yeah, yeah, yeah I'm I'm
0: just me it
2: was just a Spanish in me, but um, you know, I, I, I come in and like I I have these like good ideas of food or new dishes or new marketing strategy, and, and I still get really excited about it and they still come to me. And um, so, anyways, like I did this switch. Then Ollie B became some, like, I feel like overnight, like, loved spot in Knoxville. Yeah. It went from, like, you know, $800 days to $3,000 days, and um my catering thing just blew off, and private dinner things, and people started approaching me, where I was chasing people to, like, I want to do a dinner with you. I was having an onslaught of, like, we want to do terms. dinner with you. Can yeah. you come over here? And I was like, what the fuck is this? Like... <laughs> I don't know. yes, 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 yes. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like, it's so. to be a labor man. Brother. Yeah, I was just like, oh, shit. So, saying that is my wife and I had a spot and we were, we lived out west and she works downtown as well. And I was like, man, I feel like I drive back and forth to school or home. Like, I, I feel like I'm missing so much. Like, downtown's in a good spot right now. Like, Um, maybe we should look at property, maybe we should buy a house, like, what are we going to do? And, you know, it came to like, this whole decision of living, working and living in the same spot is like, I work so much, and I have to go down and go up. And like, my wife has been so great again, like, I think she realized, like, this is something like could be a fun thing. We love downtown. And if I could, we both work here, we can walk back or go in or before dinner shift or whatever, like yeah, it would be easier on us. And it was like, we hit this, like let's go on an adventure. Like, you know, when our kids are in college, um, we want to laugh about that time. We lived downtown for five years with you <laughs> with two businesses and all this going on. And,
1: and Jeffrey say, you know. say it out. Like we haven't explicitly say it, said it for our listeners. Like what's the setup for your home in your restaurant?
2: So, uh, I have this two story building, uh, on central, um, I have, uh, we redid this whole building, like ripped it out and we did this, uh, upstairs was this like single floor, like huge king bedroom and like this little like loft and it was an apartment for like college kids. We tore it all down, put two bedrooms and a bath upstairs, huge master living room, bedroom, awesome bathroom, huge closets, but just made it a really, really nice living space and then downstairs is Ollie B, um, and we added like another side to it for a private event space. <laughs> Events, yeah, yeah, you know, great what timing, yeah, yeah, great timing. Um, it's almost like an airplane. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I'm gonna get in the airline industry, right? Yeah, now. Yeah, I'm gonna get there. Um, but we just thought it would be perfect, like um, to have like as our spot, and I could work my butt off. But like today, I came down to work at three thirty. Did prep, went to the butcher shop, got some stuff done, um, went upstairs at 6 o'clock, had coffee with my wife, sort of caught up for the day, took my kids to school, 12-minute drive, came back, and worked. So it was just like, I could have never done that if I lived yeah. 45 minutes away.
1: Like, yep. That's I would annoying, have to man. go and pl- there. and Play then that out that, every day, like, man. Yeah, so... A half an hour commute twice a day. I mean, you're you're, you're saving five, six, seven hours a week just sitting yes. in the car. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's or a solid, like, solid family play. That's pretty instead cool. Instead of 3
2: a.m., I got to go to work at 1 a.m. I used right. to do that yeah. when I lived out west Ugh. just to get yeah, that, that's like... that's crazy.
1: That's uh, crazy. Yeah, so... It, awesome it's, uh, that you were
2: able to do that. It, it's been really cool, and, and some of my favorite chefs that I've talked to and got to meet, a chance to meet, like, Renee Zeppi, uh, from Noma. That's he, really funny he that you've met him. yeah, he, um, I asked him, it's funny. This is five years ago. Well, no. Yeah. Five years ago, right before Ollie B. And I knew what I was doing, I said, he has ki- three kids. Yeah. And I said, how do you, how do you balance being he awesome? Lives, awesome chef. Yeah. And he said, uh, I live uh, above my restaurant and it was like that. a fucking light bulb for me. He's like, that's the Hi, only man. way I go up and down and i cool. and I'm like, I just looked at it. and I was like, "I'm, a,
0: I'm about to do this building," and like,
1: yeah, so, that's crazy.
0: I think there was an episode of um, Mind of a Chef, yeah, with him and David Chang. Yeah. and like his like like kids were like running down yeah. and in during yeah. prep time, yeah. and like in and out that's of the kitchen.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I had like an event here a couple of weeks ago with like ten people, like a private dinner and. Before Beatrice and Oliver came down and gave me a kiss in their '90s, and like, like so I could have never like that yeah. made my night. Like that yeah. would have never happened back in the day. So
1: that's, that's awesome. great, man. That's um, cool. It's
2: been really cool to have that.
1: <laughs> so it's funny
0: that you say all that though, because like we, we interviewed um, Nick Roberts, who's married to Brooke Williams and the Top Chef owner. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we actually at the start of COVID got Brooke and Nick on to talk about all their restaurants in LA and just what COVID was doing mm-hmm. to them, but. In our, in our initial conversation with Nick he was talking about you know him and Brooke have this they have their restaurants their house isn't far from there and it's like they make a point that like they're home at dinner Yeah, you know and it yeah. may be a quick yeah. dinner and then yeah. one of them runs back to the restaurant but it's like I mean I think he even said like they've got like the cameras in the restaurant with like an iPad at their dinner table yeah. so like they can yeah. know if they're needed or shit's going to but like that culture of the restaurant world, it's not a it's not like a family friendly place. And I right. mean for you to say and that's what I was saying, I'll put a pin in to come back to you, like you left cooking nights with the intention of being able to be a more present and better and involved I mean from what you were just saying. Yeah. Yeah. Not a lot of people make that choice. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Or, or, bre- ca- or can box. or can, <laughs> or can. Like, yeah. I, I just I mean, it was a, a gamble, uh, a fucking big time gamble, but uh, with support from my wife and like believing in it, like uh, it, it happened for the good thing. I, I've seen it not happen for people um, in that in that role. And I've seen a lot of people in this industry with like trying to have a family and a wife and like make it happen, like fail horrible. Yeah. And
1: it's yeah, nothing it's to tight. do
2: with the compatibility or anything. It's just like a fucking tough, tough business to like try to manage
1: other things I mean, look business. at the most
2: successful chefs. Most of them are single and don't have kids. Yeah. And there's a reason why, yeah. like, on top of being an emotional mess half the time, it's like, wrong. I <laughs> have to be creative. Yeah. Like, you know, like, uh, and then it's like, Daddy, tie my shoe. You're like, what the fuck? Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I think dinner's huge. Um, and, uh, like, my wife plays a game, and she's brilliant for it. It's um, like a questions game, like, what's your favorite this or what? Like we, I've learned so much from my kids from dinner.
0: That time at the table. Yeah. It's yeah. huge, huge. I, I miss a lot of that. I, um, when we were growing up, my dad traveled a lot for work. Yeah. Um, but we always were very much like engaged with that with my mom and she, you know, my mom cooked almost every, every dinner for us. And when my dad was in town, like we certainly were all eating together, but with my kid, with my kids with them having seven years in between them and Michelle working nights so much or being in and out with her job, like it's, Dinner time is—it's harder to get that conversation. Like when it was just Anderson and I, it was easier. Yeah, but it's—it's yeah. it's something that I really struggle with because, like, I grew mm. up with dinner being this really important,
2: yeah, yeah,
0: time. And yeah. it's this time you're engaged with each other, and you're not fussing, you're not talking about anything other than just like life. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. That's yeah, a a—it's yeah. a, a, a challenging thing to try to. Yeah, s- it is keep that time special for sure for sure and you can
1: you can lose that pocket right because the the fact that you're just sitting around talking about your day fluidly that's an art like you can lose and and then you're just talking about where your phone is or stop looking like you can get outside of that bubble so incredibly easily and actually making it a sincere rhythm i mean it takes a lot of dedication and passion behind actually making that a thing, a subconscious, just yeah. family thing that happens and just everybody expects it to happen. But uh, man, it's important to do
2: for sure. There's a ton of, uh, a ton of things to block you from trying to do that too.
1: Yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly. Right, man. So talk your all about your today's de- dad definition is leading by example. Um, and you also mentioned in your notes, um, and, and you said in your definition, uh, growing up, not having like a strong father example, growing up, um, Talk on that, man. How, how was that for you growing up? Kind, kind of the voids, or what you took away from that? Call it a strength, or and then like blend that into how you're being a dad.
2: For sure. Uh, I mean, um, not to get Barbara Walters or start crying, but I mean, like I, I think Barbara Walters. i hold back? you. <laughs> Drink more. Um, I think uh, my parents got a divorce early in my life. I think I was, like, Beatrice's age, six, seven-ish. I have an older sister who's awesome. Um, She's three years older than me, and she's just always been, like, we're connected by the hip. Um, You know, I think at that young age, and we moved from Texas to Tennessee pretty shortly after that, so on top of, like, my dad not being you know missed a lot of those like where I'm at with Oliver right now where you know he's growing hair on his balls and he's like (laughs) what is this you know like that kind of stuff like I uh, or uh man I think I like this girl, like I don't know what to say. And I'm like, Well don't give her a fucking dad joke. Like you know, like so it's like tell her
0: you love her on the first
2: day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Show her this trick move I taught you with your tongue. Like I can't So <laughs> there's like you know that thing we do with cherries at Sonic? Like don't do that one. Um so you know, uh it, it's, uh, it's all like the good and the bad. Like, um, I didn't get to see my dad growing up much through that time. Uh, I had a couple, I had a, a shitty stepdad, uh, and I had a really, really good, um, my, my dad now, uh, my mom's been married to, um, Jeffrey Nash now for, gosh, he's my, my third, my second stepdad, um, he's been an awesome part of my life. He came in a little bit later when I was like 15, but he's been awesome. Been a great example. But still been young. Supportive. I mean,
1: yeah, still like, super young. Like when still, you were 30. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And he's years. been awesome,
2: been great. Um, but you know, he's taught me a lot. And, and again, by example, been a good man. Um, you know, so saying that is like early life with my, my real dad. Um, missed a lot of opportunities. Didn't see me play ball. Didn't like a lot of things that like I knew he wanted to, um, far away and, and, and similar, like bad, had a, a weird dad path as well. Um, and I love him. Uh, he, he's a big part of my child's children's life now. That's good. Um, That's and he great. does, he just any, any chance he can, he, he comes in and, and sees them and, birthdays and he's, he puts a shit ton of effort now, um, than he ever has. And so it's awesome. And I see that, like, I think in my mind to like justify everything, like, I think he's like, fuck, I missed a lot of my son's life and I want to make sure I'm there for my grandchildren. So it's cool. Um, again, I love him to death. He's awesome. And, you know, talking about example, I like, I, I, as much as sometimes I fight in my head about being like him, I am him. Um and that sort of helps me figure out the dad I want to be. Um Again, I want to be a good example of my son to be proud of me. I want um be there for him when at his lowest and be there for him when he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. <laughs> but, like, I might not be able to answer that, but I want to be like, I'm right here for you, dude. Like, I don't know what we should be doing, but I'm right here. Your hand's in my pocket. Like, let's just sort of, like, figure Without this out together, you know? Now. And... Sometimes that's even bigger than having the answer, um, because they see you how you are and how how you handle
0: it what you're teaching them. Yeah, you you said so much in your definition. It was funny. You never said, you never actually said, lead by example. But you kept saying, you know, you're wanting to teach them through the examples that you're doing, whatever. And I was trying to think as you were saying it, like everything you were saying was more. I'm not trying to sound like I'm super high right now, but yeah, yeah. everything you were saying was like that step above leading by example. It it, it it was more of an action than yeah, just a, yeah. Uh, a saying. If that yeah, makes sense. yeah, yeah. For you sure. Know, like for it sure. was this idea of like what you just said, like literally being in the trenches. Yeah, like, with him. Doing it with him. And that's know? like, I'm not like a – Are you guys real, high right now? So high. <laughs>
2: Peyote. How, it's how much, crazy am, how much am I missing out being – Yeah, yeah. Being, we wait, licked wait. the top of this table, so it could be COVID <laughs> or it could be drugs. <laughs>
0: Both. both. yeah yeah, yeah whatever yeah great
2: example there it is one day my child to listen to this like, wow he was a piece of shit dad actually got high at the <laughs> yeah, yeah
0: yeah 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 so that's why it smelled yeah, weird
2: that's why it smelled weird but uh, <laughs> I I think so like you know I'm not a I'm not like some huge educated business guy but like my mo is work my ass off and and Sweat again like I'm gonna be like in the trenches with my son, my daughter and my, my youngest is, um, I'm going to be there for him and I'm going to make a lot of sacrifices so I can be. Um, and that's like sort of, I guess at the end of the day, my life experiences with fathers and my dad and where I'm at and like hit this part of my life is like, I'm going to just be there for him. I'm just going to be there. Like might not know what the fuck to do, but you know what, like shit said and done, I'm there next to them and they can call me or grab me or I'm, I'm just right there. Like yeah. there is no hesitant. And my kids knowing that where I'm at right now, man, they, uh, almost use me, and my wife and I as a crutch. Elbow. It's like, what do I do? I'm like, shit, this could backfire, but I'm going to fucking be there. I'm going to be there. So, so again, like it, it's, uh, it's a, I feel like that's what I'm doing. I'm countering as a parent, and what I want to be yeah. that I've gone through my life with
1: solid man. Just one, it's it's a point of realization later, right? You don't realize how much your For parents sure. were there. It's a pain in the yeah. ass until until you're older, right? Just just like the yeah. dinner table. Being a thing, so it's not a thing. You want yeah. it to be so subconsciously the normal that um, it, it, it borderline might even be annoying, but it's so important on a developmental stage and just, sure. just yeah. connectivity-wise as human beings um, that it's it's that level of importance. And you often ask yourself – if it's that important because it's sometimes painful or, or, right. or like, do I really need to be there or do we really need to sit around the dinner table tonight or, well, or or how much of it you're doing for yourself, right? Yeah. And I think uh, that's spot on too. like spot on. Yeah. You, how you much get, of this is personally for reflective. me, yeah. for my yeah. nostalgia or yeah. my, yeah.
0: Yeah. you know, it needs to be scratched sure. or whatever. Mm. But I think you, re- you sort out
1: the well said shit. That's important.
0: Yeah. You
2: know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's lots of parts where I'm like, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to be guilty for not having that too. So like you said about yourself or it's like, I want to make sure that I go to bed tonight knowing that like I was there for dinner or I was there for that, or I didn't miss this. Have I missed some good shit in my kid's life? Yeah. Already. But, yeah, but what parent doesn't? Yeah. What parent doesn't for sure. sure. And and I want to make sure that I continue that. But, um, it's again, like you keep trying your ass off, keep trying.
0: So talk a little bit about your, your profession. I mean, is it something that you get to other clearly your kids live in the same building as your work, but like, is it something that you share the trade in with your kids? Like your kids (sighs) like to cook with you. Do you like to cook with your kids? Or when you're upstairs, are you like, man, fuck it. I'm done.
1: No, no. I'm, I'm, I just expect dad to cook for them. And that's, well,
2: one, I'm sort of psycho about it. Like I have to cook. Like I am, this is, might be the longest I'm looking at like 40 ish minutes of sitting still. Like yeah. you know You're me. You're doing well. You know me. I'm surprised like usually <laughs> the Sharpie has like been, like bent, chew- busted like chewing bent. on it. Like <laughs> I'm my my like I'm I'm like always checking my watch and always jumping like um so I have to be moving at my house. So cooking is like, what can I get you? What can I do? My wife hates it because I'll rip out like rip the knife out of her hand when she does peanut butter and jelly for my kids' lunch. Yeah. And like she's like, I can do this. Yeah, I'm I like, actually doing no, it's only Wait a second, days. I need to like slide this to the left and cut it out of bias. And she's like, Holy <laughs> shit, Jeffrey. And then and she'd be like, Well, while you're doing that, can you cut my sweet potatoes? I'm like, fuck. Yeah, right. All right. She's like, um, so like I don't know. I'm in this tough thing. Like, of course, COVID and restaurant shit. And like, I don't want my kids to get stuck behind a stove. Uh, I've seen a lot of guys do that in their lives. Um, do I want them to cook? Yeah. Um, they sort of like, Oliver definitely wants to, but he's like, actually thinks food sort of gross. Um, you
0: know, those things usually don't go very well. Yeah, together. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's weird. He's but. like,
2: <laughs> so we put those together and like, yeah, you, you don't eat that separate. Yeah. Um, <laughs> my my daughter wants to cook but i am like please don't go um you know like I, we all cook and try to play together most of the time i take over but um you know this year with covid has definitely showed them the the dark side of restaurants like yeah. beforehand is like daddy cooks great food and it t- he just puts it in the oven and it comes out magical like it's like this sauce takes six hours that like and my son has helped me like break down boxes during COVID and like put stuff up when it's just me like in the restaurant receiving stuff. Yeah. He's got to see some of the hard shit, so I think he's been like, "Whoa,
1: it's not that cool." Yeah, it's um,
2: not all
0: like wiping. Up yeah, yeah. Water. Like yeah
2: but to prior to COVID, they all thought it was just like sunshine and puppies. Um, so
1: this is, this is like the only missile that could have come at the restaurant industry right and put yeah. it where it is like what messes up restaurants <laughs> like yeah. nobody Wild could
0: ever California that there are the right, yeah. fine, oh, fine. No but that's but, it...
1: but that's not like a long play that that's a natural disaster that just that just comes through and then you build Potato rebuild, fans. and like yeah. we're just at it's just living it's day-to-day yeah. and hope you hope you're living uh, it's for bananas, sure. man for the restaurant you could not predict and um, anything no. more catastrophic for the industry. It's crazy.
2: No, I think like I was in restaurant stuff with what, uh, 2016 shit when it like the market sort of tanked and like the economy sort of hit a crash and you know, sure. it was like we, we had a slow summer sure. and it was like drag snails pace business and it took about a year to get out of that, like sort of market dive and a lot of people were jobless and we made it out of it, and it was like, "Oh, cool! Like, yeah, we fought all this, and a couple places closed, but we made it happen." And I was like, "You know, restaurant, I can figure this shit out."
1: And then this
0: happened. I was like, "Oh, just kidding." <laughs> you said, um, "You said in your pre-show notes," and I think we've talked again. We've talked about this with some other guests, but like, and I'm bu- I'm biased and and have a different view on it because I've watched Knoxville grow over the last. 10, 15 yeah, years, you know, sure. especially this area, the old city, and, and Knoxville is not unique in this, right? Everybody's, right. everybody's right. downtowns and restaurant districts and everything have been affected by this, but it's really crazy to watch and see. Like I was thinking about it, I texted you when I got down here, and you're like, "I need 10 minutes," and I'm like, "I haven't walked, yeah, downtown, yeah." And I mean, I left my shit in the car, and I just went for a walk for yeah. 10 minutes, yeah. and I mean, it's it's sad to think about the places that. Like we said, we've lost or we're gonna lose to see how the landscape has changed just in six months. Yeah. It's nuts. You know? Nuts. And downtown and is crazy now. See that um, that family piece of it that I think when the pandemic first really kind of got going, you saw everybody kind of gripping together and like supporting each other. And I'm not saying that's not still happening yeah, now, but yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, at a certain point you gotta feed yourself too. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. And yeah. I think that started to slip. That has nothing to do with a dad podcast, but we're just talking about this shit right now for a minute again because that's what we do. No, it's uh, happening. <laughs> but so no, you were saying you don't like. I mean, ultimately, would it be your dream that your kids would be running your ships? When no, it's all said and done. No,
2: or? I mean like I, um, I, I am so. It would be great, be awesome, but I. I will never ever put that pressure on my kid. I will never allow restaurant to like ever have to make that decision for me to where I'm like, have to like my kids pass it on. Like it'd be cool. I would be very hesitant about it. um, Because like one, I I know the quality of life and how much stress and work it takes me to be a better parent because of this industry. But uh, two is like, I'm I'm all about like, find what you want to love um yeah i can cook and this is what i do but like i love it if you don't love it you're Can't not it. you're not yeah. in it like i don't know you're like oh it's cool it's a good money thing yeah no 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 like uh, they'll never like, <laughs> i'll be like hit the shower Smalls. um <laughs> yeah. so i think yeah i would probably uh as long as they love it go for it but if they don't no way
1: jeffrey man let me move into like some um more dad questions talk, talk about that um oldest is a 10 year old talk, talk about 10 years ago um if you're lucky 10 years ago and uh, nine months um that that moment that i love you kinda, when you try to do
0: math on how old people's kids are and when they found out they were going to be a dad, dad. yeah like yeah, i yeah, love yeah. your <laughs> yeah my my kid night. is actually in, in my balls
2: for a couple of years so.
1: yeah yeah yeah. perfect so <laughs> yeah. so if we want to talk about that timeline yeah 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 <laughs> Talk about that time when, when you Think became about that twinkle in your eye.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I zinged. I zinged. <laughs>
1: when when you'd figured out that you, when you realized that you were gonna be a dad, like what did that do to your psyche? What what was that moment?
2: Man, I had this like moment. Um I had this like moment when my wife told me that and it was like wham bam kind of thing. We long story short, when my wife like met her my sister's best friend like really? my sister is older than me and I've always had a uh, had a place there for a uh, sister's best friends but um, <laughs> anyhow um, <laughs> saying that is like it was one of those things like I hey know you got a shit. sister hey she what? got a friend yeah she got a friend <laughs> what's her sign um, yeah <laughs> she likes strong men Uh <laughs> uh, I work hard. Uh, <laughs> I can a bag a French fries. Yeah, yeah. I can fuck up some French fries. <laughs> Speaking of first meal my wife made for me was a burnt french fries. Um that's nice. But uh we, we fell in love super fast, like three or four months. I knew like it was like just my sister's best friend, loved my sister, so I trusted, and it was a challenge for me. So as far as like uh way out of my league. Um so we fell in love really fast and I found out You know, we got married pretty fast and found out we're going to have a kid really fast. So, again, it hit me like, holy shit. Like, one, I'm not ready for this. Hmm. Two, like, I don't want to be a dad if I'm not in any place to do the things that I don't want to be. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we just talked about dad stuff. Like, there's no way in fuck I could be there for my son. There's no way I can be there for him no matter what. And like, I'm really holding myself. Yeah, yeah. I fell asleep in my car tonight, like, you know, like <laughs> all these things. And, and, uh, I was, God, I'm, I was 26 years old. So, um, 25, 26, 26, something like that. Yeah. Uh, 26 years old. And and it just hit me so fast. Cause I was like young and like shooting in the risk restaurant business and really getting this, like, I'm feeling it and I got it. And I, I know this passion, um, it was like, Whoa. And it hit me like a bag of bricks. And I really had to step back and, like, start – it opened my eyes. Um, It didn't slow me down. And I had some rough patches the first couple years of, like, being an actual dad. Yeah. But that first, like, moment I found out I was dad. It was, like, everything – I think talking about the example, it was, like, one of those hit me. Where like, holy shit, I have to start being really good. Like, for some reason, I don't know why. I was, like, I need to be a better person. Sure. And I don't know –
1: Sure, Why we, we've said it. Was? Other other people have said it on this show. Palmer and I haven't, uh, but but it's a strong takeaway They're for us. Like it's it's the it's the moment in time when you realize your life isn't all for you, yeah. right? Yeah. So it's it's that point of reflection of all of your shortcomings that you do as an individual, yeah, um, and you really get. Self-reflective on a selfless standard, um, yes. be, Because you are going to be providing for a little for year, for sure. Which is some yeah. heavy shit for a dude that doesn't have a kid. Yeah, oh, yeah. you're For, like, for any twenty-year-old, um, that, that's yeah. Uh, yeah, man. It's 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 a real deal, real deal emotion. I don't,
0: I don't know what's better, not better or worse, but like, Bourbon. I think I think about like my situation where. You know Anderson. I met Anderson when she was two. Like I knew if Michelle and I got married, that I was going to be like kid ready to go. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, but, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's funny when I hear people talk about it on the show because I'm like, oh, I don't know that I ever like. I never. I don't ever remember processing that feeling. Yeah. yeah. And then there's a part of me. It's like God. I kind of wish I did have that.
1: Yeah. Moment. Yeah.
0: But in the same breath, it's like, I don't know. Maybe it's better to just roll into it and just like it be. It be I don't know.
1: Yeah, you you've said it before on this on this podcast, man. You you've said that like it was just it wasn't Anderson wasn't a a plus one or baggage. Like it was part. It was part of Michelle. It was part of that. That is who Michelle is. So that that is the part of what you fell in love with, and that that was that was part of your journey. <laughs> so it wasn't like a plus one or your. It's Michelle oh, and your. You're exactly right. Uh, it's yes. just
0: funny the like like I wish I could I wish I could relate to that sensation or that yeah. feeling yeah. more, you sure. know? Yeah. Sure. Like I don't I don't I don't know. Yeah. Like it's but either, either way, in either situation, it's not like you really get the choice. I mean, you do. You can leave. Yeah, but it's yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah. not like you really yeah. have the choice to not have to Grow up or yeah, be a better yeah, person. Yeah. It was right. kind of like I just got to fucking do this. Yeah, so yeah, like,
1: yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, I was you know. about to
2: say like you know I had that feeling still, but it took me probably three or four years to like roll into this like okay, you are a dad, you need to grow the fuck up.
1: <laughs> it's not and, going like, away.
2: Align your shit to what you want to be. Like yeah. Yeah, I wanted to be a good person at the, at the jump, but there was a yeah. lot of shit. Yeah. I had some <laughs> steps. Yeah, there, so there was, yeah. <laughs> Talk about a 12-step program. Like, it's, oh, yeah. Excuse
1: the hell out of yeah. me.
2: Yeah, yeah. Sorry. yeah sorry. Jeffrey <laughs> Mann,
1: on that note, what's your most challenging moment uh, of being a dad for you? Uh,
2: I mean, challenging, challenging moment uh, as a dad, like right now is um, just the juggle between – you know, uh, professional career and being there, being there. Yeah. Uh, I know again, like my industry, there's guys that like, you know, work months straight and get the opportunities, which I've been offered to go to other States to cook with somebody that's really important or do this huge gig or these options for interviews that would allow me to like go places. And I know if if I had a hundred percent of that, I I could really grow my career and be super successful. But like, is that shit worth it? Yeah, No, not to me right now in my life. Like I will I never will be with that with my kids, but um, it's, it's still a struggle. I still have to like find the right times. And, you know, like I'm weaving in and out of like, opening up a butcher shop, but then still be able to throw baseball with Oliver or have a, uh, take, make sure I can bathe the kids at night. Cause I like that whole like bathing thing and like getting them comfy and cozy kind of party. Like I love that cuddle uh, on the couch. Um, so that's been the biggest juggle and struggle right now is like, fuck, I need to be there right now. Or you know what I, I need to, I, my work, my professional, like conscience, like guiltiness is like, fuck, I need to be here. Like, but I'm like, you know what? I'm okay. I'm with my kids. They're happy. They're, they're hanging out with me. They're, we're talking about their, some boy pushed him on the play. Like those are important things that my kid, I want to make sure. So, um, trying to balance professional and that. Um, it also goes with my wife, like, to make sure that I love her and I want to make sure she feels loved and uh, I'm there for her. And I think that's the same realm, like, making time for my wife, work, and kids. They're all three sort of separate but not, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, man. Trying to make it all together, like, one unit is a tough thing right now. Yep.
0: Well, and I think it's interesting because you so much of what we've talked about tonight on the show has been – you know, you kind of set us up with this idea of leading by example, but also this idea of you growing and trying to be this best version of yourself mm-hmm. for your family yeah. and for you, but for your business, but really yeah. ultimately for your family. <laughs> and we typically, before we get to our rapid fire question, we, we typically ask about balance and like what it is that you do to find balance. And it seems like your self growth truly is that balance. The whole thing is that balance piece of, having your family in your restaurant from yeah. really living in it to being a part of it to where they can come say goodnight to you yeah. when you're doing a dinner yeah. to everything like that you just said. Like, so it's cool that that's so daily. Yeah. In, daily in, in your daily yeah. grind. Like, yes. It, and I, I, that does not come that easy for, and I'm not saying it's been an easy journey. Oh no, yeah, get for, there, sure. But like for that, sure. That doesn't, yeah. there's a lot of people who work, your kid, your oldest kid's 10. There's yeah. a lot of people who work 20, 30 fucking years to try to figure yeah. that out. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I think <laughs> you've I think got,
1: it, if you've gotten comfortable with the uncomfortable, that is finding yeah. Your balance. Yeah. 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 That, that's yeah. where it is.
2: Yeah. And it's that whole thing too, of like, what do I want to be as a dad? You know, what, what have I been shown as a child and what I want yeah. to make sure that like my daily prep list, no joke. I wish I would have had a copy of it was like, a 30 item list on the left. And then between those are like, take the kids to school, make sure Mm -hmm. I, uh, find karate lessons for Beatrice and Henry. Like that was in my prep list. And that was like, and then also like, make sure I get my taxes stuff before my wife kills me. Like that was in my, like, and that's (laughs) like a very conscious effort. And like you said, I'm like maturing and growing. And like, that's, I'm part of my like prep list. That's my life prep
1: list. Yeah.
2: Um, so it's important.
1: Bravo, man. That's cool. That's cool. Palmer, what do you think, man? You want to go to some uh, rapid fire questions? I don't know
0: if it's just because we're sitting. I'm sitting with somebody, and I'm again. I'm not trying to leave you out. Like that was the quickest. I feel like we've talked about so much, and I feel like we've only been talking for 20 minutes, so we're pushing an hour. Like I I I was like,
1: yeah, it's gone by fast, man. I can't believe I I feel like it's been a 20 minute conversation. I
0: don't know. Maybe it's all the LSD we look off. Oh my (laughs) god! I don't know know what it is. Frog blood again, no
1: love, no love set my way. Lick LSD
0: off the underside
1: of a table. Is that a thing? As long as
2: it's a teat, okay. Cool, cool. cool. it's a teat. (laughs) Just make sure, yeah. I haven't
0: done
1: LSD in years, yeah. It's (laughs) been years, That's funny, (laughs) Jeffrey. here, are you ready for Wake, dad, drink, repeat, rapid fire questions? Oh
2: my god, I'm I'm so ready. This has been, I've been waiting for this.
1: (laughs) I know you haven't slept in a week, so yeah. As we say here at Wake, That Drink, Repeat, uh, say the first thing that comes to mind. There are no wrong answers, but don't get Semen. it wrong. Oh, no,
2: did I? Did I jumped the gun. I jumped the gun. Sorry. Sorry, I jumped the gun. My bad. Sorry, I got excited. What happened? I don't know. I'm sorry. You'll, you'll hear it in That's yeah. yeah. fine. Yeah. <laughs>
1: All right. Anyway, we, sorry. I got excited. Are, are we ready for question one? Yes, sir. Yeah, also,
2: what he just said. <laughs> yeah.
1: Drink of choice
2: drink of choice um champagne right now oh classy as shit it's first time we've I like ever had some. that i like some bubbly dude i you, want it, you i like want some a, bubbly cold i want it cold i want it icy and <laughs> i want
1: to be with my shirt off you know i, I
0: do have to say <laughs> on my on my anniversary this
1: it tastes year, better should... it tastes better yeah. when you're top nude yeah, it does. It, does. it does. Nipples hard, ice cold
0: champagne. And I have to speak from personal experience. On my anniversary this year, I shared a bottle of Dom with my wife and Jeffrey while he was at our house <laughs> cooking for us without his shirt on and his nipples were hard. See? It was weird. Oh, See? my. But now I know oh, it was my. the champagne and not me. Yeah, no, it was, me, no, so it was champagne. Off, <laughs> yeah, you had me at champagne. Baller, baller. <laughs> All right. Uh, biggest lesson that you've learned as a dad? Biggest lesson,
2: they're always watching you. They're always Mm. watching me. I just like it hits me in the face every time. I don't think he's watching me or or my daughter recently, like and he like does this like weird thing I do. I'm like, What a fucking don't
1: do that. And then
2: I'm like, (laughs) Oh shit, I did that. Like they're always watching you, no matter what. They're always watching you.
1: Oh man, that's two. Two never heard of answers on these rapid fires. I'm excited. Next question for you, sir. Most annoying song, show, or movie that your kids have made you listen to a thousand times ever? Oh, over. shit. Oh. I'm just really
0: excited to hear the answer to this one from you. Uh,
1: oh, most. Oh, um,
2: God, man. That's a tough one. So many things that get on my nerves right now about that. Because <laughs> I feel like we're trapped inside and we are seeing the same <laughs> fucking thing. Oh.
1: Um, it's hard to measure. Yeah, And then it's uh, hard to remember. What God, they're called? That is
2: so, because there's been a, a laundry list of them, you know. I, uh, shit, man, that uh, Moana thing, like Moana. Moana. Yeah. I, 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 hear that in my nightmares and in my dreams. Moana. But I like the movie. Yeah. Make way, I like make movie. way. Yeah, I agree. And I'll, and, but it then it like I was down here like three in the morning and I'm like cutting the knife and it made this weird like, didum, and I was like. <laughs>
0: Away, away! All the away, left there. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. What the fuck? I'm like we were, we were
2: Voyager <laughs> and my shirt's off again, and I'm on a boat. Like I don't.
1: So that right, one's man, been I, annoying. I, I gotta say, but that's like it's the best one, right? Yes, of all of no, them out there, it, it's I, it's my jam. It's become yes. my jam, and it has it, been played out, dude. I love it,
2: and I I love. She's like a strong chick, and like you know, I I yeah. love that movie. My wife loves that movie, and yeah. that, and and Hamilton. I've listened to Hamilton way yes. too much. Yeah. so good. And and I, right. I, start, I I'm gonna just, start singing it so now my like we've listened my wife and i saw it in chicago like years ago and we we played the soundtrack to my son now that it came on movie he plays it on like alexa in the shower and i'm like please turn that shit off like <laughs> but then i'm singing it right like yeah. i'm like singing yeah. it it's uh, just it's uh
0: I know. you know i'm not giving away my shot <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah
1: yeah oh yeah oh yeah all of it. The, uh, we're, we're living the same media world, sir. Yes.
0: Yes. I yes. I was thinking as we were, as as Mike was asking you that question, we've never asked this on the show, but I feel like you'll have a good answer for this, and I could be way wrong. What is a song that you make like, – because you feel like you're this person because I'm this person. What's something you make your kids listen to to annoy the piss out of them? Like, Do you have one of those that you God. just like oh, – man
2: um. You know, there's a lot of old hip hop stuff I do, but they do like and they just
0: get super embarrassed. Cause they I love they do,
2: the hell out of my but the biggest one is like, and I put this on the R&B shit is cracks me up because like it's like the sexiest jams ever, right? And we're like driving <laughs> at 7 a.m. and I'm like singing Anthony Hamilton, like the saddest like. Charlie, Charlie. And they're like, what is and we pull up and I'm not turning it down and like the teacher like, oh hey chef. And I'm like, what up, girl? Like,
1: so like
2: I think like all my weird R and B like obsessions, uh I just was uh Oliver heard Tyrese for the first time and is like be that's my fun baby fun. one. I'm like yeah. singing it and like I realize that I'm singing this love ballad to my son and that's he's funny. just like, Oh, please dad. Please, dad. please
0: dad, dad. I hate when you get like this. Yeah. I'm
2: crying. <laughs> shirts off again.
0: So it gets weird. 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 It gets weird, yeah. It's, weird. it's fine. I appreciate how open you are about your lack of shirt. <laughs> See, that's cool. <laughs> um, anyways, uh next question. Favorite thing to do with your kids other than take your shirt off. Mm. <laughs> there was that one time. <laughs>
2: uh I I like really random uh, like adventure, like hour, like we won't, we'll just get in the car and we'll start doing the, like, what do you want to do? Oh, I don't know. I had like the random like adventures that we do. Uh, And we won't, my wife's a planner and she's getting really good at like random adventures, but we like to make random, just let's get in the car and let's go take a fishing pole and just walk around this bank and we might find something or, you know what let's um take the boats the kayak and like kayak some random place and just figure it out let's stop at this gas station and get the same like we the most random acts of like adventure or the things that you would least expect them to get joy from yeah these like weird dumb trips that we like they're like oh here we go dad again like we're gonna end up go see a buddy at the coffee shop and then go into pretentious and see matt and like yeah. This whole like weird downtown thing, because I have so many good friends down here, they all, it's just, that's the funnest time for me. Cause
0: it's the idea of the journey being more of the thing that you're looking yeah. for, the destination. And we, we come
2: yeah. up with like funny handshakes from it, or like, you remember that time you like kicked that meter over and, blah, you know, like just yeah. weird things that so like I mean, we all laugh about, you know, so
1: that, that's better than like. There's too there's too little of that, right? Especially yeah, in yeah. in families today. To, right now, it's structured go to dance oh, class. Yeah. It's structured oh, go to karate. Like yeah. it's so hour chunked and it gets washed away in this amalgamation of nothing extracurricular For activity. Sure. Like you you are like a '80s Spielberg adventure movie that like all you <laughs> yeah, really want to yeah. do, all you really want to do is just like meander in the woods and yeah. try to come up and build a cool fort, yeah. man, and go on go on a fun. That's it. Town, town adventure man, regardless yeah, of how I, small I, it is. I, wanna, I want that NBA. montage music to turn on. I feel like you yes. said you
0: look like E.T. I, mean, yeah, I think that's hey, what he just said. Yeah, yeah, that's home not home. what I said at all.
1: But man, <laughs> just, just I, I I I want to live in that phase where like yeah. every because it's not there, all you technology is gone cuz it didn't exist. Um man, I I'd, I'd, I'd love to be in that that space. Oh well. Um am I still here? Can you hear me? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah oh, yeah. cool. That was just that boring. Next question. No, um, we were sitting here agreeing with you. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be so uh, sensitive just because you're not here. <laughs> yeah. As he drinks it. So sensitive. <laughs> it's fine. Next, next question. Uh, your favorite band?
2: Oh, oh shit. Oh, no. <laughs> um, God, I've been. I, I i'm so uh emotional with food and like it, it's all like the month of what i'm cooking and whatnot but like right now i'm really digging like leon bridges and yeah. all of this kind of music and man yes, it's man. like brought back like a lot of memories and a, a lot of like man he has so much great fucking work um
0: i was listening to texas
1: sun this morning yeah yeah unbelievable dude <laughs> oh, unbelievable
0: oh so 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 good
2: um that's been like my uh, my creative zone music right now.
1: Like I have that's to fun. turn it
2: on and it like sort of vibes me out, and then I like go. Yeah, um, that's been a big one for me like this last month or so, to be honest.
1: Nice.
0: Uh, best part of being a dad.
1: Hmm.
0: Feel like I know what you're gonna say
2: already. Oh, oh, I'm gonna know what you're saying. I I think. Um, the best part of being a dad is um, those tiny wins that your kids uh, like do on a daily basis, whether it's, you know, they told some kid, like my, I have examples for all three. Like my youngest told this kid, like who was talking trash to this other kid, Henry was like, Hey, let's just be nice. And that was like, Man, that's huge win. For yeah. me, like that's huge. He's that young. Um, my daughter, um, we're in this huge public area and nobody had mask on. And she uh via my wife, she like had her mask on, went up this lady and goes, Is it that hard to put a mask on? Like,
1: we should uh, all put mask on.
2: And it I but it was, it was I like loved a smart her. ass comment. Like, no, it, it was, like, was like, like this like pure like kid. yeah, pure, like <laughs> such a and the lady was like uh, you, you're right. And she put her fucking mask on. I hope uh, everybody
1: around her was
2: like, oh! Yeah, I, I'm sure there was like, served by the seven-year-old you sassy bird. unicorn-wearing girl.
1: Like, yeah, yeah. Blonde,
2: bright blonde hair, like unicorn and like a purse. And she like boom, this like older Karen. Um, I loved it. <laughs> uh, um, so that was rad. Um, and Oliver, Karen, like, we you put know, a mask on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Karen, shove a mask on. And uh my my son like, you know, uh he he's had this like, you know, this whole man boy thing of like he had to make a tough decision to like he could have easily um sort of told a story to get out of this trouble he was at school, but he stepped up and didn't hesitate and said like, yeah, it was me. He snitched on himself for no reason. It wasn't a big deal. But I, he told me this like first thing in the car. He was like, "Why did you snitch on yourself? Like, you didn't even have like yeah. that." Was like silly, and he's like, "It was the right thing." And I was like, "That's awesome." Tiny win, like those yeah. tiny. Your wins children make me have feel some like,
1: character, sir.
2: Yeah, I just right. Man, I want, I want, I want leaders. Like I want my kids to be good people that are like leading. Like that's incredible. Lead by example, yeah. And, and awesome. then those tiny wins, man. Right now for me are like where I step back, like. My wife is doing an awesome job. <laughs> <laughs> you know? yeah,
0: so lucky. That
2: yeah. I Whoa, my wife is killing it. Uh, I'm such a shithead, but my wife is killing it. Um, well,
0: those things aren't. I mean, I hear I, what you're saying I, when you say tiny I, wins, but like those are those found. Those are those foundational blocks. Like those are the things that like those things over and over and over again. Yeah. Really become habitual. No, oh, yeah. You know that comfort in habit. Yeah, I mean, like that's the. It's little but it's not. Yeah, it's yeah. such a big. Yeah. It's fundamental such a man. Big thing. Yeah. It's fundamental, yeah.
1: Yep. I was I was going to say moments where you pat yourself on the back. I like how you completely <laughs> just give the torch to the wife. Yeah, um, yeah, she, she deserves <laughs> that one.
2: Yeah, I, I, I just
1: am there, like trying to Give do the credit. Right thing Give credit yeah. where credit is due, my friend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. That's called character. All right, yeah. next question. Um, next and last uh, rapid fire question. What trait of your own do you hope your kids inherit or model after you? <laughs> oh Shit.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Let me dig into my psychiatry. Um,
1: God. My hardened nips yeah my
2: my strong chesticles um
1: excuse me um
2: i think uh, god i, I just um uh, I, I feel i i want them um i think my biggest one is like i i work really hard i we've said i've said it like seven times like I work really hard, and I'm super passionate about what I do. Um, I hope they just work hard. I think in this day and age, it's really tough right now for, like, the grit on children or shit. Mm-hmm. Like, they're so yeah. given yes. everything, and the answers yeah. to, like, I had to read fucking books to figure out answers for culinary stuff, or, like, stare over a chef's shoulder, or, like, now kids can like YouTube how to make a Bur blanc where like, I had to like beg to be taught that or like look over a dude's shoulder and like fuck it up a thousand times like um, I-, I hope they take that like hard work and like hard nose like go for it and like I have burned and screwed up a lot of food in my life to where like my failures have made my success um, I hope my kids have that grit yeah. Uh, my wife has amazing grit and I think like that's the only reason I'm successful is because <laughs> of my grit and like hard work. So, uh, those two things, um, for Perfect, sure. I want awesome. my kids to have,
0: that's great, man. I think that's a great, epic uh, that, answer. It's, it's that, it's also that folded in with that, I guess, is that idea of a lack of fear of failure, like yeah. the appreciation of failure. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You yeah. get to that point where you're like, eh, fuck it. Yeah.
2: I burned that one. <laughs> yeah.
0: Do it again. Yeah.
1: yay. Incredible. Oh, that's awesome. Bravo, sir. You passed rapid um, fire. Yay! It's weird. It's a hard thing to do. Not many people do it.
0: No, no. <laughs> Um. Well, my friend Jeffrey, tell us um, here at the end of the show a little bit about like where people can find more about Ollie B and Hawk and anything that's coming down the road. I know we're still living in our pandemic, but yeah. things that are coming down the road for you guys are- um,
2: I mean, Ollie, Ollie B's chugging right now. We're, we're uh, somewhat open. We have about half of our seats available. Um, we're we're open. We're closed Monday, Tuesdays right now. Um, just trying to deal with pandemic and being organized. And there's so much more shit we have to do now to be prepared yeah. for company. And, and I don't call the people that come to the restaurant get, uh, customers. I call them guests because this is my home. Yeah. You know, so... Now we're taking so many more steps. Um, so we're doing that and we're starting to do some like weird COVID dinners where it's like a person at each table kind of thing. Um, so, uh, you know, all of our social media stuff, Hawk and Ollie B, keep an eye out. Hawk is doing great. We're having some awesome product at the shop. A super talented dude, John Newman, who is an um, awesome, talented guy doing a lot of great charcuterie stuff. Yeah. Um, I'm getting in some awesome product, um, and we're just playing over there, and uh, I think that's awesome for people that can't experience the dining or do they want to. Come get some steak and call us or come get a piece of awesome charcuterie. Uh, Those things are really popping off, and and with the COVID stuff, I've been doing a lot of private small dinners um, and taking care of people's like, man, we want to go out, but we don't want to deal with it. Can you come to my house, kind of thing? So I've yeah. been doing that. Um, but, you know, just trying to get through this pandemic. And regardless of like, I shouldn't, well, I should, but if you can't come to like me, the local Ollie B or Hen Hawk restaurant that I own right now, it's like we have to support these small guys right yeah. now. Like either buy a gift card or just go get like a, gosh, a salad from some, like it doesn't matter. Just some kind of, fluid support for like knoxville or any city like if you have a choice rather to like today my kid wanted five guys after baseball practice and um i was like let's let's do a dead-end barbecue it's on the way we don't go there much we're not like huge barbecue guys but like let's go there that's a better option and at least local and so if everybody can sort of do that right now to do our part, regardless is me, but it, it will affect my friends in my city. So, yeah. um, try to support as much as we can right
0: now. I love it. And people can find you guys on social media, on Facebook, yes. Instagram, but social media. Yeah. Hindhock
2: Ali B. B social media for real. We, we do a ton for real. What am I DJ now? For real. For <laughs> um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's late. Um, but, uh, uh, all that we, we do a, a really good job at like staying up and yeah. showing what we got going on. And, um, I think you follow us there. You'll see everything yeah. we do. No doubt. Um, before we go, I just want to make sure I make like it, none of this being possible even sitting down with you guys talking about being a good dad or what it means to be a good dad. Um, you know, I've had a, a lot of ups and downs in my young life and, uh, a lot of poor examples of a dad, a lot of good examples. Um, and the biggest one to me uh, was my grandfather. He was amazing man. Um, he was the guy that everybody looked when he came into the room. He treated my grandmother like a princess. Um, he was an amazing man. And I learned so much from his example. This goes back to my point of um, leading by example. And yeah. my grandfather always did the right thing. And he had fun. He loved life. Um, But I don't think I'd be half the man or dad if it wasn't for uh, Norman Anderson. Um, Amazing man. And I'm so thankful that uh, I got to spend time with him and uh, he showed me how to be a man. That's
0: awesome, man. Thanks for, thanks for uh, capping us off with that ties in with your today's dad definition and really kind of sums it all up for us. So thanks for sharing that. Well, my friend Jeffrey De Alejandro, brother, man, thank you for uh, joining us on the podcast. Tonight. Thank you, guys. It's been a, a blast and a,
2: a big. Now I can don't need to see my psychiatrist, so I'm good. You're
1: welcome. Uh, yeah, yeah. See, there you go. <laughs> Are you paying hey, us Yeah, yeah. yeah
2: sponsorship and just pay it and forward, drugs. buddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Jeffrey, man, thanks for sharing your story, man. Appreciate your time. Thank you, brother. Appreciate it.
0: Big thanks again to Jeffrey for joining us on the show this week. Everything we talked about, you can find in our show notes. Uh you can also find Jeffrey's today's dad video over at our website at wake dad Thank
1: you guys so much for being part of this Wake Dad Drink Repeat community. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode and as always remember to wake dad drink repeat. Cheers everyone. Cheers cats and kittens. <laughs>
0: Thanks for listening, guys. Our show music is written and performed by Jordan Burris and produced by Jordan Burris and Asher Smith.
1: We always love hearing from you. Head to wakedaddrinkerpeat.com. Send us guest recommendations or give us your thoughts on the show.